Welcome to the New American Dream. I got an amazing guest on today that's going to touch base on a lot of things that you guys want to hear about, especially you real estate professionals. J.D. Frost, he's the author of The Life Ledger. You can go get the book at Amazon or at thelifeledgerbook.com. Welcome to the show, brother. How you doing today? That's right. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. Man, I appreciate you being on, man. I've been waiting to get you on, waiting to get an amazing accountant on because this is really, guys, if you don't know it, this is where the wealth is built. The wealth is not built making the money. The wealth is built keeping the money. And so, you, money. Yep. And so for anybody who is real estate professional, what kind of clients are you guys looking for? Uh, we're looking for uh, business entrepreneurs. Um, most of the time, I'm going to speak in front of a bunch of real estate professionals next week in Orlando. Um, so real estate professionals are, are, um, are great clients for us. But typically, our, our ideal client is, is that entrepreneur that has a couple different businesses. They're trying to find passive income. They're trying to figure out how to make their active income uh, be a little bit more streamlined. And what I mean by that in the records that they're keeping and the taxes that they're filing, um, just helping business owners to truly understand that this just isn't just about numbers. It's about who they are and what they want. Yeah. And when you say who they are, are you talking about getting them in a classification that can maxif maximize maybe their tax benefits? No, not necessarily. Most people don't understand that uh, most of accounting is about 90% psychology. Because I can give you the best tax strategy in the world, but if you're not the type of person that's willing to trust somebody, that's willing to maybe take a make a decision that you never made before, it doesn't matter because until the taxpayer decides to utilize that strategy, doesn't matter how good it is, it's not going to help them. So we spend a lot of time with our clients figuring out who they are, what they want, the type of person they are, if they're risk averse they're most likely not going to utilize a lot of strategies that we have because they want to do what everybody else has done, or they mm. don't want to do what nobody's doing. And the, it, things, the things that nobody is doing is where the secret sauce is. Yeah. No, I tell people that all the time, man, that um, the only reason Donald Trump didn't pay taxes is because when he was born, the IRS came up to the hospital and said, hey, here's a special set of tax documents and only you can use these, Donald. Just kidding, guys. You have the <laughs> same set of tax codes that he has, but it's getting out there and learning. And and I've, I've had people, man, tell me because I'm like, dude, I, I pay, you know, I have a lot of bonus depreciation and people are like, well, that's just not fair. That's just not American to not pay taxes. I said, well, go pay taxes. In. I, don't, I don't know what to tell you, man. Yes. Yeah. And the, the, the thing is that um, most taxpayers don't realize or don't want to admit that I've seen is that the more risk you're, you take, that the system is designed to reward risk. So the more risk that you take, the fewer taxes you're going to pay. The more debt that you go into, the fewer taxes you mm -hmm. are going to pay. The yeah. less debt you have and the less risk you take the more taxes you are going to pay on a year-to-year -year basis. The, the tax code rewards risk. Well, it's because, um, and, and let me just give you my pushback on that, and you can tell me. Yeah. It's because I directly work with the federal government. Now, not directly. They wouldn't know who I was if you asked them. But they have a printing press over there that is just ready to make money. 
but they need something to activate that printing press. So when mm-hmm. I go into the bank and I, I, I make a loan, basically I just help expand the gross domestic product because we're mm-hmm. pumping more money into the economy. We're creating mm-hmm. velocity. So you got M2 money supply, which is all the, the money that's in circulation, but putting more money in circulation cannot necessarily keep us out of a recession. What keeps you out of a recession? Velocity of money, right? And so mm-hmm. the government needs people like me to say, hey, I'm going to take this money. I'm not going to hoard it. I'm going to go put it back out here and create more money. And yep. that's what he's talking about. And so once you guys learn to perfect that and then you understand or get somebody great like JD that can explain it to you. Yeah. Then- and and we, yeah, sorry, you just struck a nerve with me. I mean, we believe that we help people build courage and create wealth. And in order to create true wealth, you got to have more courage than you've had before. Mm-hmm. And because you need that courage in order to be able to take those risks that are necessary to create that velocity that you just described. No, absolutely, brother. So how can you help? Okay, so I know there's something in the tax code um, and you can interpret this. So even if you are a W-2 employee, um, you qualify for up to $25,000 worth of non-passive uh, uh, um, depreciation, right? up to $100,000 and then it starts to phase out until you make 150 grand. Can you explain that to people that are just normal working Americans that are trying to find um, something to help them get ahead in life? Well, I mean, the IRS has different rules for depreciation and, and man, there it's really hard to generalize those. Uh, but what I believe you're referring to is if you're a W-2 employee and you've got up to $25,000 of depreciation that you're able to take that against your W-2 earnings. Is that what you're referring to? Correct. Correct. It's not considered passive to you. It's actually considered non-passive, which is known as active income. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there are rules around that that allow you to be able to take that deduction against that active income. Now, it's a lot harder to um, to defend that position when you're a W-2 to be able to convince the IRS, especially the agents that are out there now, that that is truly non-passive income uh, or losses so that you can offset that um, with that non-passive loss. It's just something that you as a taxpayer have to be able to defend. And that's why it's best to hire a professional to make sure that you're working within the guidelines. Just because you hear it from this podcast and or not because it's you, because it's you and me, and or uh, from a Instagram post or a TikTok video or wherever you hear that, don't take it for face value because there are little intricate pieces to this Mm -hmm. tax that if you don't meet every single one of those, which only your tax professional is going to be able to tell you whether or not you do, take the information for face value, go do some more research, ask better questions of your professional so that you make sure that you can uh, take advantage of those different positions. No, that's great advice. And so I know we're going to jump in at the end and we're going to put a link in here for any uh, individuals that kind of qualify and maybe um, you have a qualifying system that they can sign up at to see if they're a good fit for your company or you're a good fit the for them. Best, the best way for individuals to start working with our company is either through my book. So www.thelifeledgerbook.com so that you get to know me, you get to know our philosophies. I talk about our five pillars of mastering tax strategy in that book, the four foundations of wealth creation, uh, as well as um, the system 
called the life ledger that helps you reach your goals. Um, the other way to start working with our business is to go to our webinar page at croftandfrost.com. So www.croftandfrost.com. Every single month we have a free webinar. Uh, this month's webinar is on March 25th and it's 8.30 in the morning on a Saturday. Okay, why do we do it at 8.30 in the morning on a Saturday? We want to work with people who are willing to get up early on the weekends. Mm -hmm, that's right. That's the that's kind right. of people that we want to work with that are willing to be on a webinar. We had about 120 people on there last time. We had 67 people stay on there for full two hours on a Saturday morning. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so at the end of it, you knew the people that were committed. Yeah, we know the people that are committed. And typically on those webinars, we give away some cash. Uh, because we want to create wealth. I believe that in order for wealth to be created, some of it has to be given up. Mm -hmm. I don't want other people to be determining whether or not I give up the wealth or not. I want to make that decision myself. And so uh, part of what we do at every single one of our experiences and events, such as a webinar, is we give away some cash because we want people oh, to awesome. understand that and, and live out what, we are, what we're preaching, what we're talking about. Now, do you have your book on um, audio? Yes. Yeah, it's on uh, it's on audio uh, version as well. I'm going to get that, brother, and I will have that read by this weekend. That'd be awesome. I love it's a very. Man. Yeah. Put it on one and a half and let it let her fly. Let, 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 let us see it, brother. Come on. You got oh, the cover. Yeah. yeah, I got it right here. Yeah. So look, man, guys, uh, you know, go out and get his book. I'm not telling you that because he's my buddy. I'm telling you that because this guy is knowledgeable right here. When I talk to most CPAs and, and, and I mean, not CPAs, but uh, attorneys or CPAs, man, they, they just, they, and I ain't going to talk bad, but most of them don't know a lot of stuff as it correlates to really, they're just like, I'm like, man, you're bookkeeping. And they're like, nah, I'm like, nah, dude, you got to know the, the loopholes. This is where the money's at here. And what he talks about doing stuff different, psychology, it's because sometimes people are like, well, that just doesn't feel right. Well, so what? Here, let's interpret the code and understand what it is and what it says. Mm -hmm. And when you got somebody like that that's wanting to dig in deep, that's the guy you want to hang on to. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I go back to. We spend a lot of time. I mean, we, our COO, Rocky Garza, he's a people expert. And so in our events and experiences like Onward 72 or the Onward experience that we have coming up in May, um, these are the places where we start to help people change the way they think. That's our guarantee. We will change the way you think. Not that the way you think is bad, it's just not the way that you need to think if you want to execute what we believe are the four foundations of wealth creation. Mm -hmm. those, mm -hmm. those being increasing your recurring monthly income, saving money on taxes is the second, um, protecting your income through tax-free wealth is the third, and then investing in yourself and others is the fourth. So these four foundations is what I've seen looking at all kinds of different entrepreneurs and business owners over the last 15 years of my career. And this is the foundation. So if you think about a pyramid, this is the foundation of that pyramid is that first foundation is increasing recurring monthly income. So I have quite a few clients from time to time. They'll say, oh, I, you know, I need to create passive income. Well, your in your current income, your active income isn't high enough to start doing that yet. So let's invest in yourself and mm. create the skills necessary for yes. you to increase that recurring monthly income so that now you have some reason to invest. Now I you have you some, said that. some reason to save money on taxes. 
I got to make more money before I start saving money on tax. I can't tell you the number of people that think just because they make a hundred grand means they need tax planning. That's not the case. Yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to make more money. You, you need to make 400,000, man. Like you need to get out here and make some Correct. money. And that's what if, I love that you said, because so many people got this mindset that they got to save more money. And I'm like, dude, you're talking about saving 10 grand a year. You ain't going to get nowhere, man. Dude, Correct. enjoy life along the way because it's short go make some more damn money. Well, how do I do it? Correct. Man, you get around people like JD, you get around people like me, you sign up for his webinar, you read his book, you get around people that are doing it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why part of that first foundation of increase your income, every single time I increase my income is when I meet new people. Uh, right. like you today. When I go to a networking event, when I go to a conference, when I get in front of people in a text message stream with with our uh, with our business development team, every time I'm in front of a new phone number, a new face, a new voice, uh, my income increases because the skills that we have are the ones that help people. But Mm -hmm. also just the network truly, truly does increase your income and your potential to be able to increase your wealth. I don't I don't believe wealth is just money. I believe it's that's not. a tool. But knowing uh, more people and establishing that relationship capital is true wealth. Now, I agree, man. And whenever I hear somebody and I say, hey, well, what do you need? They said, I need money. I said, what are you going to do if I give you some money? They have no idea. I said, see, money's not the problem. Money is never the problem. The problem is the skill set that you have. If you got money, you wouldn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So how yeah. can how can you help people? Um, and I think we're going to go into this kind of a little deeper in, in, mm-hmm. in the next few questions I got. But, you know, how did you get to a point in your life where you learned all this? Because, um, man, you got your you're wealth of knowledge. Well, I mean, I think that I had a lot of experience uh, early, earlier in my career. Uh, when I started my accounting firm in 2012, um, basically got to a place where I didn't feel like I was being paid what I, what I was owed, what I was due for the amount of business I was bringing in and the time that I was putting in. Like most people who start their businesses, I mean, that's a pretty common thing. Um, but as I started my business and as I started to grow my business, I know what I wanted. I didn't really have an idea of exactly, you know, I basically recreated the place that I was, that I was at before the same Mm -hmm. kind of accounting firm. It looked the same way because that was the only thing I knew until I um, had two significant events in my life. One of those, an intervention that basically convinced me that I had no control over my life. And then a second was going to a conference that opened my eyes and my ears up to the fact that there's more people in this world than outside of Chattanooga, than than inside of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay. I went to this conference called 10X where I was able to uh, see 10,000 entrepreneurs in one place. Wow. And I was just blown away at the number of people that had new businesses and the young people that were starting new businesses and had a lot of energy. And I found other people that were sober that had had trouble with addiction before and alcoholism and discovered, man, like I could I could be a part of, of something like this. And so instead of spending my time being bored and drinking 
and uh, just hanging out, I started spending my time learning and reading and taking courses and going to conferences. And so for me, that's the experience that I talk about in the life ledger is how I started to have an accounting for my life before so, I, I had no accountability. So I don't know if you know this, but I've been sober since 2016. I mean, oh, wow. 2000, 2006, I, I'm sorry. I didn't um, know that. Yeah. Brother, I grew up in, you know, alcoholic, dysfunctional family. I got sent away mm. to an orphanage when I was younger, went to prison twice. Um, wow. And, and last Wednesday, you know, and we launched a $110 million ground up build that we're doing down in Sarasota. So um, that's amazing. You know, it's, it's growing up poor, getting felonies, like none of that matters because mm -hmm. when, and I went bankrupt too. Did I tell you about that? you know, it was like, nothing no. matters. You know, I came out of bankruptcy in 2013, but by the end of 2015, I had enough passive income to retire and I moved to Florida. I thought I was just going to go deep sea fishing every day. And yeah. I found myself bored in that. And so it's what you talk about. And so why don't you share that with us? What the asset activities versus the liability activities are? Because you said that that is like blew me away. Yeah, totally. So uh, in the book at the very beginning, um, you got to kind of look at yourself in the mirror. Uh, I talk about and be able to realize that you have the ability to change. You have the ability to change what is going on in your life. Uh, if you're stuck, you got to admit that you're stuck. You got to have some kind of awareness, some kind of self-awareness to make a decision to be different. Mm -hmm. And then I talk about how part of uh, the life ledger is basically auditing your life. So you take some some days and you actually write down what you do for every 30 minutes and you are able to document that and raise awareness of how you're spending your time. Once you know that, then you're able to use your goals as a way to identify whether something is an act asset activity, which is a future benefit or a liability activity, a future obligation. And so then it helps you to raise awareness over whether or not watching Netflix is an asset activity or liability activity. Is that helping you reach your goals or is it not? Sometimes watching Netflix could be an asset activity. Like for me, I've got certain shows I want to watch. I watch those shows because that's when I rest. That's when I recharge. That's the way that I do it. Now, if I was doing that for hours on end and it was affecting my ability to increase my skills, that might be a liability activity. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. we want to eliminate the liability activities and maximize the asset activities. And that's what the life ledger is all about. A general ledger in a business tells you all about the transactions in a business. What was a good transaction? What might have been not so good transaction? where I could eliminate some of those transactions, expenses, where I could maximize other transactions, revenue. So in your own life, how you spend your time determines how much revenue you can be bringing into your life. So time is a very good way to determine whether or not you have financial freedom is how you're spending your time. Mm -hmm. That's great. And so, I think that once you start to change your mind and start to do that, and I'm talking to the people and asking you a question too, mm -hmm. the more you do that, the more you will understand like, man, you know, I used to like to go to the club and then, you know, I spend $1,500. Well, now guess what? You were really finding a way to network, decompress maybe, 
But now you might spend that same $1,500 to go to a conference. And man, it's the same type of thing. But the people that you're around, these are all yes. the people that want to change their life, the energy. And so you talked about going to a 10X conference. This is Grant Cardone, right? Mm-hmm. And um, amazing person. He has an amazing yeah. story. I think I'm, he's going to be, Steve called and told me he's going to be on my podcast. We got a date. Um, That's awesome. And so, Congratulations. Yeah, thank you, brother. But, you know, just getting around somebody who's a big dreamer. He just dreams big. And, and he challenges you. Why, why aren't you thinking big? Mm-hmm. Why not? And when you went to that conference, you begin to think bigger than Chattanooga, Tennessee, right? Oh, yeah, completely. Uh, that's where I met uh, Hank Norman and uh, heard him on stage, you know, Steve's partner, and uh, discovered that I could reach a lot more entrepreneurs if I was on video, if I was on social media. I'd never been on social media before that. Um, wow. And so that was the catalyst. And then also the skill of being on video, being able to understand how to empathize with people, how to understand that there's somebody else on the other side of that camera that's watching you that's going like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I know mm -hmm. you just think you helped me, but you really didn't help me. Like, tell me how you can help me. Uh, you know how Hank is when you're talking with him from time to time. So that helped me become a much better strategist and um, tax planner and CPA for people because I all of a sudden stopped thinking that it was just what was on the return and like, why in the world are you not doing this strategy to, man, I understand exactly why you're not doing this strategy because this isn't for you. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that, that was the catalyst for me to get around other people and uh, to be in front of a lot more people, not just here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, but all across the country. Yeah, brother. I mean, you're living a new American dream and a new American mm -hmm. dream is different for everybody, but you got three wonderful daughters, right? Mm -hmm. You got a wonderful family and, but tell us about, just one of the challenges that you had to overcome in life. Um, one of the biggest challenges that I have had to overcome is, is really my sobriety. Uh, it's, it's something that I never thought was possible. Um, I couldn't imagine not taking a drink for as mm -hmm. long as I have. I've been sober a little over five years now. Man, thank you. Um, and uh, so that is, that's one of the biggest challenges that I've ever overcome. And from that, um, you know, it didn't all get rosy when I got sober. It actually got yeah. really, really hard. Mm. Um, and I broke up with my former business partner and lost um, about 40 team members within about 10 weeks all at one time in, mm. um, in 2019. And so literally company went from 48 people down to eight people mm. and uh, lost 736 clients wow. at the same time. And uh, this was all a result of changing the way that I did business. Mm -hmm. And uh, so had built up a very successful company, finally got sober and then literally everything kind of came crashing down. Wow. When you think that it should be getting better. Um, so working my way out of that during COVID, 
Mm. Uh, rebuilding the team. We have a little over 90 people now. Wow. Um, from every different aspect of that. I mean, I, I can honestly say when I got sober, I didn't really understand how discombobulated my life was at the time until 2019 when that happened. And I was like, turn around, looking at everything going like, what the hell is happening? Like, this mm-hmm, is supposed to mm-hmm. be, it's supposed to be better. And yeah, this yeah. feels like it's getting worse. And, um, you know, kind of coming to the realization, like maybe it's me, you know, mm. wow. and, um, and come into uh, that place where you go, okay, I'm going to start working on myself above wow. all else. That's I'm going to continue program. to work on myself. That's and, great. uh, that's why my book starts out that way about kind of looking in the mirror and saying like, man, I'm stuck. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and only I, I can get myself out of this. And I got to make the decision whether or not I'm going to do that or not. See, most people, most people going through the stuff that I went through, my business coaches told me this, other people have told me this, like they would have rolled over and been done. Yeah, um, that's right. And I think that it's made me a, uh, a very mentally tough person. Um, I continue to have challenges. I embrace challenges. I think mm-hmm. I thrive in challenging times now. And, uh, and I, I, I grip hard to uh, the serenity prayer, uh, where it says that hardships Dude, you have are the no happens. idea, brother. You have no idea, man. And yeah. I'm going to tell you guys a story about the serenity prayer. Thanks. Um, man, JD, you've got so much in common, brother. <laughs> um, I wonder if it's something to do with that alcoholic gene, because like for me in the morning, I wake up and I look in the company, I say, where are the problems that nobody else can solve? I want those right now. Yes. I, I love them, man. I'm like, okay, dude, boom. And they're like, how'd you know that? I'm like, I don't know. I've just been doing this so long. But the serenity prayer, man, um, I was six years old and my mom and dad were fighting and arguing. They always did though. They were both alcoholics and so my mom goes up into the um, bathroom, locks herself in there, and she's screaming. And then I hear this voice come out of her I never heard before. It was a demon, brother. And, um, you know, I, now I'm scared because that wasn't normal, and I think she's killing herself. And so mm-hmm. the church people came, and they took her, and she was gone. I, I, you know, we didn't communicate. Like, hey, Dad, where did she go? We didn't even ask that. We were just like, she's gone. Like, I don't know. And then I think three days later, we went and picked her up from the seminary. And she came back and these people gave a plaque and it was the serenity prayer. Mm. And we didn't have a TV for a good part of our life because my dad was always drank up all the money. And all I did was I sit there and I would read that serenity prayer. And by mm. reading that serenity prayer, it became part of who I was. Mm-hmm. And then I started to realize like, wow, I've run my business in this fashion, you know? And then you don't have distress and anxiety. Like, what am I worried about? I can't control that. God, that's your problem. You take care of that. You delegate yep. to God, man. Have you ever delegated to God? Are you asking me if I have? Yeah, I'm asking you. Oh, bro. dude, I do. I thought I thought you were asking the listeners. I do every day. Every day. I mean, bro. I did. I've already done it like three times today. <laughs> no doubt. Like, oh man, that's amazing, I, brother. I don't have any control over that. So uh, that's that's you. I mean, uh, and and really, I didn't start doing that very well um, until about a year ago um, Mm -hmm. when I started getting into some business ventures that uh, I wasn't very familiar with. I am now, 
But at the time I wasn't. And literally I had to go vertical with my problems because like I wasn't going to solve them as much yeah. as I wanted to. I would work myself up in anxiousness and worry so mm. much that mm. uh, I, it would become paralyzing. Mm-hmm. And um, man, has he worked on me. Be careful what you pray for, you know, because yeah. uh, yeah. that great. will it, you'll be put in the situation. I've been, I was praying for wisdom and patience and, uh, holy cow, have I got some experience and some delayed gratification going on like nobody's business in my that's life. That's the faith part though. And that's what, years. that is the faith. And that is the, 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 the hardest part I would say is to, to master the faith because if you pray to God and you know, he's going to take care of it, don't expect him to do it in your time. Correct. You know, it might it, you might you might want it in three hours. He might give it to you in twelve years because he know. knows what you need when you need it. Right. And man, yeah. I've learned to embrace flat tires, wrecks, anything. I said, man, thank you, yeah. Jesus. I know you shut this car down because I might have went up the street and got killed or hit somebody. <laughs> and you know, it's like, man, the greatest feeling is like I go from getting anxiety about having a flat to oh, thank you, Jesus. I can't believe, man, you just I don't know why you did it, but thank you. Pull over, get the bad boy changed. <laughs> embrace life because no matter what today's gone brother and i'm glad Mm -hmm. i met you and man i know we're kind of running over but man i just wanted you're a wealth of knowledge brother i want people Uh, to reach out to you i wanted to touch i wanted to touch base on the infinite banking too because a lot of people don't know about that i have one with uh, uh northwest mutual um mine's an institutional high value and um i think year one it was positive you know, it was positive year one, even after the fees. So, or what do they yep. call it? The mortality cost. Mm-hmm. So for the viewers that don't know, is that something that you go over in your book? Uh, yes, I go over part of that in the book. Uh, that's one of our third, found, that's our third foundation of wealth creation is protecting your income through tax-free wealth. And uh, what that is, is utilizing life insurance in order to become your own bank. Um, mm-hmm. Life insurance is uh, the way, another book to read is, uh, what would the Rockefellers do mm-hmm. uh, by mm-hmm. Garrett Gunderson? If you haven't read that book, uh, will help you understand what infinite banking really does and how the Rockefellers use that uh, to pass on wealth between generations and how they continue to grow it. But basically inside of a life insurance policy, it provides you the opportunity to uh, create some cash value. And that cash value is off the radar screen of the IRS and uh, you can loan that out to yourself and utilize it for different investments um, and charge an interest rate and be able to utilize cash. Now, it does require a lot of discipline, requires some patience, requires some delayed gratification, requires um, not investing in other things that, yes, could totally make more money. I mean, there, there are a million different places you could put money and uh, life insurance kind of gets a bad rep from time to time. But this is a critical um, foundation. It's the third foundation for a reason, because you got to do some other things first before you start utilizing it. Mm-hmm. But it is now, now when you say other things first, what do you mean? You just you got to build some wealth before you can get one of these policies, right? Yes, exactly. You got to increase your income. The first foundation, you got to save money on taxes. And typically the tax structures that you form and the savings that you have in taxes is what you can use to fund your life insurance, mm-hmm. fund mm-hmm. your infinite bank, fund your ability to have a retirement 
with no cap on it whatsoever by utilizing life insurance rather than a 401k plan or an IRA. Yep. Doesn't mean that any of those things are bad. It's just another option. And, and uh, guys, another benefit for me is somebody that went bankrupt in the last recession is that when I get that money over there, that money's over there. Nobody can touch it, right? If I go bankrupt, right. nobody can touch it. Now, if I embezzle money or do something stupid, sure, everything's on, everything's up for grab. But I'm talking about normal circumstances. Something happens, you know, um, man, nobody can touch it. That's my kids' money. That's the kids' 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 money. I can set it up in a dynasty trust, put it in South Dakota. It runs forever, right? And you can help set up that stuff, right? That's correct. Yep, that's what we help people do all the time. Man, that's amazing. Um, but one of the other benefits a lot of people don't know is you can leverage this policy to borrow money pretty much from your trust, which is yourself, would you say, kind of yourself? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then by paying back interest, you create a tax write-off on this side. I mean, come on, man. That's correct. Why is everybody yeah. doing this? Well, because everybody doesn't have the discipline to create the asset, just like everybody doesn't have the discipline to beat the sun up every day and or write their goals down every day. Um, it takes discipline to create wealth. It takes mm -hmm. it uh, consistency to create wealth and the knowledge that it's going to work. And so that's why you want to get around people that have done it before that have uh, done exactly what they're talking about and can show you exactly how to do it. But you got to become the person that's willing to receive that help. I haven't always been the person that wants help. I always thought that I could do it on my own, that I was going to get there and I was going to arrive and I was going to, uh, man, I was going to make it right. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I'm going to make it no matter what we never make it. I'm never going to arrive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 20 years, is, 20 years later, you, you learn one golden nugget and it's like, dude, if I'd have got around the right person, that one golden nugget could have got 20 years sooner. Yes. And that's and the beauty that's the beauty of getting around other people. It compresses time. J.D. Frost, man, amazing, amazing story, brother. I wish we could go on. I know our time is, is coming up, man. I appreciate you. Thank man, you. And you know so much, brother. I need you to let the viewers know, for those viewers of mine, especially you that are, that are millionaires or have at least a million, couple million worth of real estate, go sign up. Where do they sign up at again? JDFrost.com. Well, you can go to www.jdfrost.today. Oh, dot is, today. Okay. Yep, is my personal website. Uh, the best way to follow me is on Instagram at jdfrost.today. I am literally the person that's responding to you on DMs and stuff like that. And then also my book website is www.thelifeledgerbook.com. Go buy that book. It will give you the best insight into what we do and how we can help you. And I can almost guarantee you that after you read the book and you like the book, you'll enjoy working with us. Brother, I'm going to download that book here. I'm going to have Matt get that as soon as we get off of here. Awesome. All you guys go get that, thelifeledgerbook.com. Support JD, but more importantly, you're going to learn. I can't even tell you how many hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of information you're going to get. How did that book? Whether you like it on audio or soft uh, cover, go get that book today. JD, it's been amazing, brother. Look hey, forward thank to talking you so to you much. more, man. Thank you for coming on, brother. You too. All right, brother. Thank you for sharing your dream on the new American dream, brother. <laughs>